Welcome to this Edge Church podcast. We are a people whose mission is to know Christ, be the church, and serve our community. We pray you are blessed and equipped by this message. This morning, I want to take a few moments to speak to us around the topic of the secret life of trees, the secret life of trees. We're going to look at the book of Jeremiah today in the Old Testament. We're going to be in Jeremiah chapter 17. You can um, turn to there if you have a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, it would be our privilege and honour to give you a Bible as a gift because we believe that the Bible is the Word of God and it can transform your life and enrich your life and and and. Um, And today we want to give you that as a gift. So just see any of our team at the entrances of the auditorium and we'd love to give you a Bible. But Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet because with tears he poured out his heart as he called the people of God to return to the heart of God. And in Jeremiah chapter 17, we see this prophetic picture of navigating life in one of two different ways, even though they're the same challenging conditions of adversity, there are two different ways that we can face our life of challenges. And it really is a picture of a life that can be incredibly rich and fruitful and thriving, even if the season that we're in seems dry and harsh. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse five, says this is what the Lord says. If if you're a King James person, it says, thus says the Lord, which sounds a lot more powerful, doesn't it? Thus says the Lord. In other words, Jeremiah is saying, "This this isn't just from me, this is from God. And the same God that spoke it through Jeremiah can speak it over our lives today too. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. So so what he's saying there is, he's talking about people who operate purely on a human level without God, You know, it's really relying on our own, I guess, personal performance and our capacity to do life all on our own, our self-reliance. He's saying, there's a curse on that. That's that's never gonna work out well. He says, that person will be like a bush in the wastelands. I'll not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. So he's describing this inhospitable, non-habitable you know, place. It's just a, a salt flat. Verse seven, but blessed, amen? But ble- who wants a blessed life? But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves 
are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Amen. So Father, we pray that You'd speak through Your Word. Help us to come under the authority of Your Word. We don't sit above Your Word in judgment, but we come under Your Word in submission. And we pray today that You'd turn the soil of our heart to receive the seed of Your Word. I speak prosperity and life and flourishing over this house and over Your people. So God, we pray that You'd have Your way through Your Word today. And everyone with faith said... Amen, amen. The secret life of trees. Jeremiah prophetically tells us about the secret life of trees. He says, hey, there's one tree and it's, it's really a stunted shrub and it's in this lifeless salt flat. In the Hebrew, it uses the word hurrah. And hurrah in the Hebrew, it means to be stripped bare. To be, to be naked and destitute. This shrub resembles more like a clutter, a pile of sticks, right? It doesn't look like a lot of life. It is it's stripped of life. It's fruitless. It's this twisted, ugly, little tangle of a plant, right? It's just dried up, had very little leaves, but it had plenty of thorns, right? It's the prickly little bush, <laughs> The other picture is this thriving green tree. I mean, it's fresh with leaves. It's, it's, it's got all this foliage and it's producing fruit and life. Isn't that what we want? I want that for my life. Because and there's, there's one reason why it's like that. It's planted by a river that never runs dry. It's continually watered. And this tree, I mean, this tree has it made in the shade, right? This tree's just got it good. It's full and it's flourishing. So what's the secret life of trees? Well, ultimately, we'd have to conclude that it's all about the root system. It's about where the roots are. Not just what kind of roots, but where those roots are located. Because one has a set of roots that's located in a salt flat. So it really doesn't matter how, how much your roots are trying, you're not gonna get much life. And the other has a root system by a living river. And listen, in the things of God, the roots will always determine the fruits. The result of our life, the way we respond in life, it's all determined by the root system. So root systems. Root systems really provide two key things that I think are important when it comes to this picture that, Jeremiah gives us. Firstly, root systems provide stability. Those root systems help this tree to stand. The root systems anchor the tree to the soil so it just doesn't fall over. You know, how many of you have seen this in Adelaide? You know, every time that we've had like a significant storm and the wind picks up and it's howling, we had one just recently, right? One of those pagola testers, you know, you hear the wind go and you wonder whether the back half of the house is about to fall over. And, and in, in, inevitably what happens is the next news story that we see on TV, there's, there's a tree that's kind of fallen over in the suburbs and it's completely crushed, a little Toyota Yaris. Thank the Lord, there's one less on the road. It's just boom, it's gone, you know. And, and, and what is it? Well, 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 that tree that falls over, ultimately, it's hardly ever got roots, right? The roots are being eaten away. And it's just kind of got this little ball of roots. 
And so with the heavy winds and the heavy rain and it softens it, the, root, the roots don't allow that tree to fall. Sorry, don't allow that tree to stand. And, and without roots, we're just, a, we're just a piece of timber that's straight up and, and we're about to fall, right? And, and people, how many people have we seen that have fallen? And they fall because of what's underground, what's hidden. It's the root system or the lack of root system that is the problem. And on the other hand, Jeremiah is showing these small little stunted shrubs in the salt flat. And, and, and what would happen is because of their lack of roots and the lack of um, supply that's happening through those root systems, those little harares, those, those tangly little prickly bushes end up becoming tumbleweeds, right, in the wilderness. Why? Because the, the, as soon as the wind picks up, there's not enough roots to keep you grounded. And so you are blown around by the winds of adversity. Anything that picks up is gonna push you around and you just become a tumbleweed. Come on, God's plan for us is not that we'd be tumbleweed Christians, right? <laughs> just blown around by, by any, any situation that's going in our, in our lives. No, His plan is that we'd have our roots down deep into the things of God and no matter what happens in our life, we are grounded and we are stable. But secondly, the root system provides nutrients. It's where the life comes, comes up through those roots. They draw that sustaining life. And so what does that mean for us? Well, I think Jeremiah would say, well, what this is saying is every human heart has to put its roots down into something. We're all looking for life somewhere and out of something. And these two different trees are two entirely different orientations of the heart. Two different ways of doing life. You either put your roots into self-reliance and the self-reliance of man, or you put your roots down into the dependence upon God. And that determines everything in our life. Absolutely everything is determined by the root system. So what does it mean? What does that mean to get our roots down? Well, I love this because the key word in Jeremiah is trust, is trust. Our roots are about what we trust in. Do we trust in ourselves, our own performance, our own abilities? Do we trust in the strength of man or do we trust in God? In fact, he uses a few different words, doesn't he? Those who trust in, those who have their confidence in, those who rely upon. What do you trust in? What do you have confidence in? What do you rely on? Because that is our ultimate root system. In fact, I think this idea of trust, to use another biblical term, is our faith, right? Because faith in the Greek, if you use the, look at the Greek word for faith, it means to have a fully persuaded heart. And so we can trust. Right now, whether you realise it or not, you have faith in the chair that you're sitting in, right? Because you're fully persuaded. It's gonna handle you. It's gonna handle you. And I've had days where I've sat on some of these chairs and they've got a screw loose and I wasn't sure whether I'd have faith that it would hold me up. But, but when we have a fully persuaded heart, we trust. When you trust, you can rest. When you trust, you can relax because you're relying on something. What do you rely on? Jeremiah would say, everybody's relying on something. 
In fact, Jeremiah would say, whether you consider yourself a spiritual person or not, you're relying on something. You're putting your trust in something. And ultimately, the root will determine whether we have fruit or whether we have thorns, okay? Whether we are people who respond in life or react in harshness. And I've got to tell you, we live in a world where there is a default that sinks fragile root systems into shallow soil. That's our world. That's what we're conditioned to do. In other words, we tend to trust things that don't bring a whole lot of life. They're unreliable. What do I mean by that? Well, people put their roots into all kinds of things. People put their roots into their performance, into their achievements, into their capabilities. And haven't we been conditioned to do that? I mean, ever since you brought your first report card home to mum and dad, whether you were elated because you did so well and, and your parents would be so proud of you, or whether you were so disappointed <laughs> because you were concerned about the response that was gonna come from your parents, we are conditioned to put our roots into our performance. But guess what? It's shallow soil. That's shallow soil. We're conditioned to put our roots into things like our bank account, or the house we live in, or the car we drive. And we can get our roots tangled up in people-pleasing, or popularity, or our physical appearance, you know. And every teenager knows you're only three pimples away from total devastation. Why? Because that's just not a reliable source of getting your roots down, right? We can end up getting our roots into some bitter stuff too, right? We can get our roots into, into offences and pain and our dysfunctional history. The Bible talks about that root of bitterness. We've just got to pluck that out. We've got to pull that out because it's not going to get any life because that stuff's tapped into a salt flat. But God's plan is that we would have our roots down into a river of life that is reliable, that is life-giving, that is flourishing, that is thriving. Amen? That's God's plan for us. Freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. Jeremiah says, but blessed, blessed are those whose trust is in the Lord. Blessed are those whose confidence is in God. Amen. Blessed are those who have their hope in God for they will be like a tree planted by a river of life and it never runs dry. And I love the fact that it says in verse eight, I gotta, I gotta tell you something, this is really powerful. It says, those people, those ones who have their trust in the Lord. Are there anyone here? Is anyone here trusting in God today? Does anyone have confidence in God today? Because he says, those people, let me tell you about those people. They have no worries. What? Who can say that? They have no worries. And guess what he says? I, I've got to continue the verse. They have no worries in a year of drought. I mean, I had to say that because we could say a season of drought. <laughs> Everyone can understand that there's, there's some seasons and there's a dry season. But this isn't talking about a dry season. This is talking about an anomaly. This is talking about something that shouldn't happen. This is talking about something that's quite unreasonable. He's talking about a year of drought so the circumstances are difficult. 
The circumstances are beyond our capabilities. Come on, it's not, we're not getting life from external weather systems. All our life is coming through root systems. But he's saying, but if your roots are down, there is a supply that never runs dry. And you have given life in a cycle where you should not have life. Amen. Come on, let me preach for a minute. Come on, this is what the Bible talks about when, when it says, come on, it's the peace of God which transcends all understanding and it guards your heart and life. It's the peace of God because it's the peace you have when you shouldn't have peace. You shouldn't have peace in a year of drought. But when you got your roots down, you're receiving a supply that never runs dry. He says, those people, no worries. No worries. And it uses the Hebrew term, Hakuna Matata. <laughs> what does Hakuna Matata mean? It's our problem free. Well, I don't know where the jazz hands came from. I don't know. It's cabaret time. Chris, come up here and dance with me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's our problem free philosophy. Hakuna Matata. I mean, we got to pray for our younger generation. All they ever got was frozen. All they've ever got is the revelation of, you know, you know let, what is it? Let it go, let it go. We need some serious Hakuna Matata back in the house. The veterans of faith from the Lion King era. Hakuna Matata. They shall have no worries in a year of drought. What's happening here? What is happening here? Well, Jeremiah is saying, guys, I've got the antidote to the poison of your anxieties and your fears. And I know you're looking to the weather system, but it's not about the weather system. It's about the root system. It's about what you're trusting in, what you're relying in. And I, I gotta tell you, we live in a world where we're looking for rain. We're looking for a change in the conditions. And in fact, a superficial Christianity will shake their fist at the sky and say, God, how about some rain? How about a little shower? It seems like it's been a year of drought. Is it too much to ask? God, I pray for a little bit of rain. And, and what we look to is we think, if only I had a little bit of rain and, and, and I got a pay rise and that might make things better. If only I had a little bit of rain and, and God, I pray that you'd increase my friendship circle a bit, then everything would be better. God, if only I had a little bit of rain in my emotions and, and I just had a couple of good days, that would be great. Oh God, if only I had a little bit of rain in my relationships. I heard someone singing in the foyer, some of the ladies singing in the foyer. Oh, it's raining men, hallelujah. I heard them singing that. I don't, know, I don't know why they're singing that. But we, 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 we think if only, if only the rain came, then I would be sustained. But here Jeremiah is saying, there's something better. There's a life that's more consistent. There is a life that is more reliable. And if you get your roots down, it doesn't matter. Even if it's a year of drought, God will meet your needs. Amen. Amen. It's not about the weather system. It's about the root system. And the nature of our circumstances might not change, <laughs> but the nature of the circumstances doesn't change the nature of our God. So in difficult circumstances, we need to get our roots down deeper into the river of life that we have in God. Changes everything. It determines whether we react in life 
or whether we respond in life. Why? Because the root determines the fruit. And I know that none of us are exempt from the heat. I know that today the heat is on. I know that there are people in this room and you feel like it's been a year of drought, an unreasonable season of difficulty and adversity. But that heat doesn't create the problem. Sometimes the heat reveals the problem because the heat will cause us to either react with prickly thorns or respond with flourishing fruit. Because that heat shows us where the source of life is coming from. And that heat is an opportunity to sink our roots down into something more secure and more reliable and more life-giving than a little sun shower that passes and goes. We might find ourselves in situations that seem beyond our natural ability to endure. But that's okay because we're not trusting in the strength of man, that's cursed. No, I, I, my confidence is in God. Maybe we felt that there's been problems and challenges that have left us overwhelmed. I feel that. I feel like it's been a year of drought in that regard. It's so challenging and overwhelming. Maybe you're here today and you think of the relationship dynamics that are in your life right now and it seems a bit like a bit of a wilderness. You're wondering, well, what's God doing? And those things can threaten to cause you to be twisted and arid and dry, fruitless, or they can cause you to go deeper in God. Maybe it's financial pressure and that's bringing all kinds of worry and anxiety in your world. Maybe it's in parenting. Maybe the the family dynamic is, is left you worn out, feeling inadequate. Maybe it's the environment at work or maybe it's a a crisis with your career and you're wondering, well, God, where's the life gonna come from? Maybe it's the heat in your health (laughs) or in your emotional world. And in all of those situations, God is calling, drawing the roots down to the fragrance of that living water, that there is a supply that will not run dry, that there is a source of life in what seems to be a lifeless time. This could be one of the greatest turnarounds in your life because you may realise I'm letting go of me, I'm getting hold of God, I'm I'm giving up on self-reliance, I'm fully God dependent. (laughs) And here's the good news. Here's the good news. Jesus has already made a way for us to leave the stunted life of that bare, destitute, desert shrub in all of its thorns and prickliness. <laughs> and He has made a way for us to be planted by the eternal river of life. Jesus went into His desert wilderness so that we can finally be sustained in ours. Jesus was crowned with the curse of those desert thorns so that the curse of sin could finally be broken off you and I forever. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us 
from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. That destitute cross was the tree where He was laid bare on our behalf. He was rejected. He was forsaken so that you and I would never be forsaken. Come on, He became sin so that you and I could be the righteousness of God that's in Christ Jesus. In the Garden of Eden, Because of the fall of man, that tree of life became our cursed tree of death. But through the cross of Golgotha, that cursed tree of death has now become our blessed tree of life. So come to Jesus and receive life. That life comes through simple faith and reliance and confidence and hope in Christ alone. And then we get our roots down into that ultimate source of living water. And no wonder Jesus cried out, if anyone is thirsty, come to me and drink. For as the Scriptures say, from his belly shall flow rivers of living water. There is a life There is a source that never runs dry. There is a a source that is reliable, dependable. And that source is in Christ, the finished work of His cross. That's the secret life of trees. Trees like you and trees like me. People who have their roots down in the love of God. Amen. No wonder the Psalms describe it like this in Psalm chapter 1. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. That's what they're like. That's what they're like. You're like, hang on, they've gone through some tough stuff, but you know what they're like? (laughs) They're like trees with their roots down in the river and they're bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. They prosper in their soul. They prosper in the things of God. They prosper in their purpose. They prosper in all they do. Psalm 92, verse 13, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Come on, someone say amen. They shall flourish. God's plan is that you shall flourish. You shall thrive in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. Amen. They shall be fresh. They shall be flourishing. Amen. Amen. That's God's plan for you. Freshness and flourishing fruit in any age, in any stage. That's God's plan. Why? Because the roots determine the fruits. Amen. So God's promise is that they shall flourish. They shall be fresh. They shall be fruitful. How? Through the secret life of trees. The roots go down deep. Come on. We get our roots down deep in the Word of God. We get our roots down deep into the presence of God. We get our roots down deep in prayer. Come on, we get our roots down deep in the gladness that we have in the gospel. And so then we get our roots down deep in worship 
And when our roots are down deep like that, it can change our life forever. Young people, I gotta tell you, you can't do the environment that you're in right now without getting your roots down into the Word of God. You gotta be someone of the Word. Yeah, otherwise, you are going to be programmed in the salt flats of this world unless you get your roots into a greater supply. We need to be people of prayer. We need to be people of the presence of God. Come on, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And the cross has made it all possible for us to have a supply that'll never run dry. We're called to get our roots down deep into the unfailing, unwavering, (laughs) covenant-keeping love of God that never runs out. Altogether reliable because it's not based on you. It's not based on your performance. It's based on Christ who is perfect in your place. It's based on finished work. When Jesus said, Jesus said, it is finished. He didn't say to be continued. Come on, it's not up to us. So our roots are in that unfailing love of God. Listen to this from Paul in Ephesians chapter three, verse 17. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Confidence in Him, reliance, dependence on Him. Listen to this. Your roots will grow down. Grow down into what? We're about to find out. Our roots grow down into God's love and that will keep you strong. You wanna know how to live a life that is flourishing and thriving and fresh in God? You wanna wanna know what the secret to spiritual strength is? It's right there. The root determines the fruit. He's saying, if you get your roots down in that unwavering, unshifting love of God, something's gonna happen. You are going to become strong because of where your roots are, amen. And what is it? It is specifically in the covenant keeping love of God. I love how the Old Testament, it has this little, in Hebrew, it's a little three character word, has said, has said. It's a little, in Hebrew, it's just three little characters, but it really communicates the entire vocabulary of God's grace. And in English, it's described as the covenant keeping love of God. In fact, the scriptures use so many different ways in English to communicate this three character, three letter Hebrew word has said, this covenant keeping love of God. Why? Well, because because this gigantic three letter word (laughs) in Hebrew, it means so much. And to use just one word, I mean, to use one word, it's it's like in English, it's, it's trying to catch a waterfall in a teacup to describe how great God's covenant keeping love is towards us. So in English, it's described in many ways. It's described as the covenant keeping love of God. The covenant, covenant love means that God has voluntarily obligated himself to be faithful to that love, no matter what, at his own expense, fulfilled through the power of the cross of Christ and the blood of Jesus. That's how committed he is to love you, no matter what. He is faithful. He is reliable. Come on, he doesn't change like shifting shadows. He's committed to loving you. It's not gonna move 
based on you having a bad day or whether you did your devotions today. No, no, His love is unwavering. In English, it's known as the unfailing love of God. It's known as the steadfast love of God. It's also known as the never failing mercy of God. Aren't you glad for His mercy? He's so merciful to me. It's also known as loving kindness. He's been so kind to me. Is anyone else here witness to the kindness of God in their life? It is the loving kindness of God. It is also known as the faithfulness of His love. It's known as the goodness of God. It's known as His graciousness towards you. And we are called to get our roots down into all of it. In all that we do, in everything that we do, the way that we love, the way that we live, if we get our roots into that kind of love, Paul says something's gonna happen. It's gonna make you strong. It's going to cause you to stand in a storm. It's going to cause you to bring life where there shouldn't be life because you have your roots into something that is reliable, transformative. It's healing. It's restorative. It's the mighty love of God. So when you get your roots down into that, you will be made strong. The said love of God. It's untranslatable love. It's no holds barred mercy and grace. And Paul says, if you get your roots down into that, you wrap your life around that every day. He says, that's where the life is. That's where the strength comes from. Let me just put it to you like this. He didn't say, you will make you strong. He didn't say your behaviour will make you strong. He didn't say a pastor will make you strong. He didn't say a church will make you strong. He didn't say a motivational speech will make you strong. (laughs) He didn't say they will make you strong or the right partner will make you strong. He's not talking about self-confidence here. He's talking about if you get your roots down into the love of God, He will make you strong. Amen. That's the secret life of trees. Singers and musicians, won't you come? We're gonna respond in worship today. As we get our roots down into that covenant faithfulness of God. (laughs) It's the covenant faithfulness of God that gave the lifeblood of His Son, Jesus. His beloved Son. That has said love of God is the beating heart of God publicly displayed through the timeless cross of Christ. It's the kind of love that chases us to the ends of the earth when we don't deserve it. It's the kind of love that picks us up and carries us when we can't walk anymore. It's the kind of love that carries us home and gets us there and starts dancing. It's the kind of love where God sings over us with rejoicing. It's the kind of love that brings healing and wholeness in our life. And Jesus says, If you come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Come on, we get our roots down into Him and everything changes. Aren't you glad? Aren't you thankful for the love of God? Can we just give some thanks to Jesus for His incredible love? Are you glad? Is your heart full of worship and thanksgiving? Jesus, you're worthy. You're worthy of all our praise. We're called to a roots down life. 
of abiding in Christ, I sense the presence of God here. We're called to that daily, moment by moment, walking in the perpetual presence of God. That's in the grace made available through that cross. And that's the secret life of trees. By the nature of this picture of our life being like these long-term trees planted by the river of life, it tells us something, doesn't it? It tells us that this is a slow process. I mean, you could get saved in a moment, but you're going to be transformed over a lifetime, you know. And, and by nature, these trees, it's a lifelong process. Your roots are moving, it's okay. Your roots are growing. We're all at different stages, all in different places. But the growth of these trees that are planted by the river of God, it's a process of years. And that's what it's like with our faith. Aren't you glad that God takes His time with us? Aren't you glad that He's patient with us? He's been so patient with me. Aren't you glad He's slow? God is old. He's patient. God is very old. God is very patient. He's been so patient with us. And the wonderful work of the Gospel is a process. It's not an event. It's moment by moment where we are restored in the things of God. And so I just feel like for some people today, you just might have needed this reminder, this encouragement. It's just this little reminder. Be patient. Be patient with the process. God's at work. Come on, He's changing your wants. Even today, He's changing root systems, right? He's changing root systems. Some of us are like, well, yeah, was, that's, that's salt flat stuff. I'm getting no life out of that. And he's changing, changing the channel, changing the conduit. You're out searching for life now, amen? You're searching for eternal life. Be patient with the process. God's at work. So just rest, trust, confidence, reliance. It's okay, just rest, breathe. We live from the root system of God's love. God is working in all kinds of ways, sometimes imperceptible. But if we're connected to Him, connected with Him, listen, you are growing because your roots are in the love of God. You're just growing down before you grow up. So we're going to looking at the end of the branch. Come on. Tension doesn't need to be at the end of the branch. Just get down into God's love. And as we grow down, we'll grow up in Jesus' Name. Come on, why don't you stand to your feet this morning. Jesus, we thank You for Your presence that is here in Your people. God, I pray as we respond in worship today, I pray for an outpouring of Your Spirit. I pray for the river of life to come, flow through this house, flow through this church. As we worship, as we respond, I pray that You would cause our roots to go down deep into the unchanging, unshifting love of God. That's in Christ. Have your way in this house, we pray in Jesus' Name. Amen. Let's respond in worship. Thanks for joining us today. Find more resources and discover what's next for you at edgechurch.com.